Hey everyone, welcome back to Riverdish, episode 2, season 2. I'm Ryan Bloomquist. I'm Sam Gold. And we're here with one of our favorite guests of all time. Recurring guest star, brilliant man. Thank you so much. Matthew K. Begby! Really our our third co-host. Oh, thank you, thank you. Essentially, yes. I'm happy to be here, guys. Thank you for being here. Spectacular. Um, I'd like to make a shout out to bartender Ryan, who made an amazing theme cocktail today. Ryan, do you want to tell us what it is? Yeah, well, you know, I was inspired by uh, Riverdale and decided I'd do a little uh, maple, rosemary, uh, bourbon sour. So this is a sticky maple. This is what this drink is, essentially, right? This is essentially a sticky maple. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just want to, yeah, cool. Just want to make sure that we're all getting sticky maples today. Yeah, we're all getting sticky maples, you guys. Mm -hmm. The ice is a little clinky, so excuse the clinks, but we think we like, I think it adds to the charm. I think so too. It's like we're at Pops. Have a drink along with us. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're driving. I highly encourage it. Yeah, we can do it still. Matthew, how are you? Last time we saw you, you were working (laughs) uh, with the Peacock. I was. NBC. Uh, what's your life like now? I am doing well. I'm working for Condé Nast, and I'm writing videos for them, um, and some of which get to be about the spectacular Riverdale. Um, and I'm good otherwise. I'm getting over some injuries, but we're good. Had a little mishap and broke a rib, but I'm back and better than ever. Well, we're glad you are. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think so far about Riverdale blowing up as it has? It's been really, really interesting to see. I think that, um, I mean, I don't know what draw, drew you guys to the show initially, like right off the bat, but for me it was just such a weird premise to do such a, like, oh, we'll take something wholesome and all-American like Archie and then put a sexy Gossip Girl spin on it or mm-hmm. make it like a... Dawson's Creek turned up or slash Twin Peaksy and I don't know it, it was a kind of a fun very self-aware very self-referential kind of uh, piece of media and it's been really interesting to see um, the newer audiences have been attaching to it like a lot of young teens who don't know or really care to know the references are just all about it so it's been cool to see it blow up I think last week's episode was the most watched show um, that night like, yeah, yeah it was right which is, which is crazy yeah there was an article about how it's such an anomaly because yeah. none of these shows that are airing live like the target audience that's watching Riverdale nobody's watching any other show right. on any network they're watching Netflix they're watching HBO like nobody's right. watching things live well I think it's bizarre. it's partly that like salacious fun I use that word all the time I think I've used it like it's 15 times just mm-hmm. on this podcast with you guys but um, it's because people want to know desperately what's going to happen next. And yeah. they keep mm-hmm. it that twisty, turny. You know, it's not like you're going to get an episode where it's just Archie studying for the big test and then, like, figuring it out from there. It's it's always, like, who's going to get murdered? Who's going to sleep with who? Who's going to finally be betrayed or whatever? Yeah. And we hope that it stays that way. Yeah. I'm a little nervous with the 22-episode season. Mm. Um where they're going to veer off to. Because that's a big chunk of time to fill. Me too, and I um, think we'll get into that. But we're not people to get murdered if, like, I was well, thinking the same thing. They're going to do a Game of Thrones and, like, pair the cast yeah, down to, like, or five people. They could do that, or we can get into this later. But honestly, what I was thinking, if there were two things that we'll dive into, but with the deaths of all these seemingly big characters in the show mm-hmm. and the introduction of a new drug, something tells me this show's going to take a supernatural shift. You think? I really do. 
I think that no, Sabrina's but... going to be introduced later on for the crossover episode, and I think that there was a comic later on in the Archie comics that was Archie and Zombies, yeah. and I don't know. I think that this could happen. Did you read, did you, do you know the premise of that one? I or? don't, but I think Archie died, or he was shot, and then he came back as a zombie. Um, what, like, I what happens is, is Jughead's dog is hit by a car, and Reggie is driving the car. Mm-hmm. So Jughead goes to Sabrina, and is like, bring back my dog. And then she does, and then the dog bites Jughead, and Jughead becomes patient zero for a zombie apocalypse. So it's like Archie I love that you friends. know that. <laughs> I got real into this, guys. Um, I also am obsessed with Sabrina, and I'm obsessed with. I also know all about the new Sabrina show that they're mm-hmm. watching. I like the plot b- behind that, or at least you know th- they're kind of pulling the same way that they pulled from the Archie comics. So I'm sure that they'll introduce a lot of things and make it a mix of this really dark version of Sabrina and something a bit more wholesome and kind of like blend it a bit. So it's not just like, I think in this version, you know, it's Sabrina, um, as we know her, but it's like dark magic and things are murderous and people die. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think it'll be really cool. Um, I'm, I watched a lot of interviews recently with the Riverdale cast and they just like avoid Sabrina questions at all costs. They get asked it all the time now, ever since they're like, oh, we're considering bringing in this supernatural character, and everyone's like, oh, Sabrina. And then they ask the Riverdale actors, and they all go, we don't, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. It's just like I don't the know. end of well, the conversation. Well, there, re- there was something at the end of the episode, the song that was playing. Season of the Witch. Season of the yeah. Witch. I mean, it could be us, you know, making up ridiculous theories, but I, I don't know. I think with 22 episodes, like, and with us knowing that the show takes turns already, yeah. that could happen. But who knows? I keep wondering if they're going to have like a Halloween episode because we know they're doing a Christmas episode. Ooh. Um, and there's someone Instagrammed a photo of like there's a whole Christmas tree stand outside of Pops. Like I'm very excited for that. I'm all about it. Oh my god, perfect. But maybe that would be a good time yeah. to introduce some I'm wondering. elements. I, I think that we've seen in dream sequences some supernatural stuff. We've seen already seen Zombie Jason in Cheryl's Nightmares. I, I feel like the Riverdale cast and, and writers have said a lot recently in response to the Sabrina questions, like, the show's so rooted in reality. It's so grounded. It's so grounded. Is it, though? Like, I think it's very... It's, it's like, high-octane reality. I mean, you know? my high it's, school it's didn't very... have access to guns. We didn't have a lot of statutory rape, yeah. and I didn't wear pearls from the shower when I had sex with someone. That's... Speak for yourself. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> well... Well, you know, you can't all afford shower pearls, Ryan. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, it's it's definitely turned up to this weird level. I don't know if it'll... We'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it if it happens. Yeah. So, so this episode, it was uh, Chapter 15, Nighthawks. Uh, and we start off immediately outside of Pops, uh, which has been spray-painted with words, Death Diner. Um, wasn't even which, first of all, like, is a place I would want to go to. The Death Diner. Yeah. I only want to eat at Death Diner. That yeah. would actually make me more willing to go to a diner it's if like it was we're all Death Diner. Yeah, like I would Might love as well have that. Surprise. You're but right. this is horrible for Pop and the town. Right. I'm just baffled at how quickly the town turned on the diner. Right. Like seemingly, this is the only place <laughs> they yeah. are able to eat. Yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like one death. Like, that's when a community should rally behind yeah. a small business like no, that. No, it's true. And I was shocked by the mayor's reaction to it. Mm. Mayor McCoy. Yeah. She's she like, was... someone's going to get shot in that diner yeah. again. I was like, it's not. It was very weird. It was a very weird. It was uh... weird, which also makes it suspicious. Well, last week, uh, I brought up how she's one of my top suspects. Mm-hmm. She's definitely I think, I think the government's 100%. in on this. 
So her response this week definitely added to my suspicion. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Sheriff Keller. Yep. In the opening scene with Archie, we see him on the phone. He goes, I'm just trying to get to the sheriff and he won't reach me back. Mm. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's... The so theory's still building. Because what did they you... make the Kellers a bit more interesting if you ask They do. Me. They really mm-hmm. do. Sheriff Keller, handsome older man, and Kevin Keller very quickly developed into just the boring gay best friend. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have any... Uh, suspects in like the general grouping I do think and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves right now but um, I think Archie's Grundy husband suspicion was right on track yeah Um, I don't know if you guys read into like the fan theory stuff but I like stumbled on one at the end of last season after the show had already ended okay and the theory was that um, the theory had happened before Jason's killer was revealed and the theory was that Grundy's ex-husband was Jason's killer because he saw Archie and Grundy thought that it was Jason oh. and Grundy and killed Jason. But we what, talked about that last week. We did talk that. about that. The only thing that makes me skeptical about that theory is we haven't met or heard about Grundy's ex-husband yet. Well, we heard about him in this We've tiny little moment, him. but we right. haven't met him. But I feel right. like we would be introduced, or unless he's the man with the green eyes. That's what I'm thinking. Well, right. Right. Well, I also <laughs> think it's <laughs> right. Well, Sam just got to point A. Took me a while. <laughs> but I think that it's fascinating that Kevin Keller, uh, uh, Sheriff Keller, was like, "Oh, you know, like it. It couldn't have been him because we talked to him. He has an airtight alibi. End of story. No questions asked." But then, on top of that, Archie's just like, well, fuck me, I guess I'm wrong. But at no point was he like, could I see a picture of him? Right. Because he would be able, like, Sheriff, and Sheriff Keller knows that Archie saw the guy, so wouldn't it make sense to at least be like, hey, this is the guy? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's that was something suspicious. that like, I called bullshit on in a writing way, and I'm hoping it's something that's bullshit in a plot way, where it's yeah. like, they're in on it, and they know that it's fishy. I hope it's plot. Yeah. Me um, too. Otherwise, it's just sloppy police But I think work. the writers yeah. are smart enough to know their plot by now. Hopefully. We hope. We okay. hope. Um, so now we uh, we go to uh, Veronica, who's with her daddy. Daddy. Okay. <laughs> that was an amazing moment. That, yes. Daddy. Veronica was daddy, and Kevin Keller goes, daddy. daddy. <laughs> yeah. And everyone else goes, daddy. Mm. First of all, I haven't called my dad daddy since I was... Four or five. Veronica called... Well, you know what? If Mark Consuelos is my father, I'd probably call him daddy any second I get. Yeah. Yeah. They do a really good job at making him um, horrible, but at the whole time, you're like, I want more. Yeah. No, no, no. He's like the perfect villain type of character. Yeah. But not. I mean, he's the obvious villain, but I don't think that he's the villain the way I hated Hermione last episode. I felt like she was just, she, like, the second Hiram came into the picture, she, like, fell into the shadows. Well, even more so in this one, because... Yeah. Well, this one, at least you have to see him, like, kind of conspire to Right, right, right. Nice. But everything she does is kind of submissive to whatever yeah, his master plan 100%. is. 100%. I loved um, Veronica's line when she goes, to quote that New Yorker cartoon, how about never? Is that good for you? Like, the fact that this makes us believe that teenagers in Manhattan private schools right. sit around talking about, like, oh, you saw The New Yorker this week? Oh, what did you think of the <laughs> caption contest? Right. <laughs> like, she's able yeah. to just pull that out of thin air. Um, <laughs> bravo. 100%. I, I, I was like, 
is this? Because I think I think we've gotten those moments where like we need to root her in New York. Mm-hmm. We got that throughout the whole series the so Mika. far. <laughs> the Miha <laughs> moment. We got a lot of that. Marcus Willis does a great job. Like he does. he does a great job at like rooting this family and like traditional family values for them and being like family loyalty. And he's constantly like like they're back and forth with him calling her Miha and her calling her him her calling him daddy and then Hermione just kind of sits there like quietly. She He's reminds like the me Spanish of like, Godfather. Um, she reminds me of um uh, uh Narcissus Malfoy. Oh, oh she really? like, yeah. she just kind of like sits there quietly and I feel like we'll get a powerful moment from her later on, but like while her husband's there, she is Yeah. She He's is Lucius. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this week too, she was pretty quick in coming to his defense with 100%. the whole letter thing. Yes. Yeah. Um I believed it. Yeah, but I don't I don't want to believe that she's so weak that she lets her husband kind of walk over her like No, I think, like, the look that she gave him towards the end of the episode in Pops, like, you can tell, like, this is a woman who is so in love with this man. But it felt more like a partnership in this episode than the last. Like, the last episode, it was like, Daddy's here, everyone, like, bow down, and in this episode, she had that moment where she did stick Mm -hmm. up for him with that letter, and um, it was, it showed that she was a bit of a power player, and then the reveal that he was still the one who wrote the letter and she just had lied for him mm-hmm. is even more conniving because she knows how it, that dynamic works. Um, so yeah, it shows that they're more of a team than, than anticipated. Yeah, yeah. now and... It's how people used to be the Clintons. Still do, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Sorry, I can't say that now. No. Love you, Hill. <laughs> Love you. What happens? What happens? What happens? <laughs> the Hiram Mob story. Watch what happens. Anyway, so that brings us to, <laughs> back to Pops. Right. So, the diner is on the brink of closing. It's, uh, and it was purchased, at first we learned by an anonymous buyer. So Veronica thinks that it's Hiram. And she goes on a rampage and yells at her father. And he's like, relax me, huh? It wasn't me. We learned, however, that it was a um, store called Chugmo. <laughs> I love their store name so much. That ended up purchasing Pops. Fucking yes. want a vacation, Riverdale. Yes. Oh, so would, good. We'd be at Chugmo every day. <laughs> oh, do you guys not drink a Chugmo? <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, so, so uh, very quickly, our teens uh, develop a plan to, um, to save Pops. Jughead's, like, devastated, so Betty kind of takes the reins, and she becomes the team leader of Operation Save Pops. So they kind of band together. Um, Betty asks Cheryl if the Vixens can perform, and then I should mention that Josie, of Josie and the Pussycats fame, joins the the Vixens, and um, what happens then? Well, I thought, I want to, like... Stay on that for a hot second. Yeah, I thought that was that. a weird choice to like. Why did she have to join? Well, the Well, I think it was just a way to bring her into the central cast. I think I yeah. agree. I think it was a way to bring her in. It. I'm gonna say something a little controversial. Um, I think that it was a way to bring Josie into the main cast without bringing the other two pussycats into the main cast. Mm. Well, which, Val has the, the norovirus. Yeah, so Val's <laughs> sick this episode. Which shows she get cast on. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, like, we already replaced Reggie, so, you know, why not replace Val, too? That's so sad. I feel bad. No, I agree. I think it was kind of a cop-out move, but it did bring us one of Cheryl's best lines and one of my personal favorites, which was, 
I did not emerge from the frozen depths of Sweetwater River, nor the flames of Thornhill to allow my vixens to sling milkshakes at some death-cursed diner. I would like to point out that she put herself into both of those scenarios. Yes. She oh, yeah. stood on that frozen it was lake, here. and she set that house on fire. So, <laughs> I mean, just because you get out of your own messes doesn't mean, and granted, not by necessarily any moves of her own, Archie saved her from that river, and then, you know, she set her own house on fire. But just because you can get out of your own messes doesn't make you a hero. Yeah, but Cheryl. it's like someone who has Munchausen's. Like, Cheryl, I think, likes to play the victim. And she 100%. likes to be seen as that, like, mm-hmm. damsel in distress. Yes. So I think that she, like, thrives off of... We have a lot to unpack with Cheryl in oh, this episode. A lot. Because it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so... Josie kind of says, okay, fine, we'll do it. And since Val has this virus... <laughs> that was an amazing Amazing. Moment. But Cheryl volunteers herself to sing with the Pussycats. Perfect well, harmony. The only reason that happens at all is because Betty blackmails Cheryl. True. With the video. I'm sorry. There's a lot of fucked up stuff that happens on Riverdale where I'm like, yes, do it. Betty threatens to post on and just send out the video of Jason's murder. It's just fun girl talk. Which I'm pretty sure is illegal. Like, that's, like, really fucked up. That's yeah. not yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she calls it hashtag fun girl talk. Yeah. Um, this I is Dark love. Betty. Dark Betty's back. Sounds the wig. Yeah. Sounds the wig. Unfortunately. I hope like, the wig what's the point? Back. What's the point of Dark Betty without the wig? I know. But um, that really was fucked up. But of course, yeah, that really does two things. Up. One, Cheryl, you know, joins the Vixens and agrees to do this benefit at Pops. But she also lies under oath and protects Jughead's father. Yeah. Which we should get into now. So... Jughead's dad is charged with multiple crimes for the death of Jason Blossom. And Jughead's freaking out, as one would if their father was about to be sentenced for life. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I guess the deal is, right, he was offered a 20-year plea deal. Yes. Um, As opposed to, they assume 40 if he... If they end up going to court, right? Yeah, he goes to court. Um, So obviously Jughead's all a wreck about this, Mm -hmm. trying to fix it. Uh, and then goes to who's, I think she might become one of my favorite characters on the show. I hope she sticks around. Uh, Penny Peabody. Penny Peabody. Chloe Seven E lookalike. There was a glare on my TV and I legitimately was like, is that Lily Reinhardt in a wig? Like I thought it was Betty in another wig pretending to be a different character. I was like like, eating an egg and then I like looked away for a minute and all of a sudden she's on my screen. I'm like, who is this? Who is this woman? Why is she? I thought it was Drew Drogi as Chloe Seven E. Wow. Wow. Yes. But apparently she is like the under the books, um, serpent attorney. Mm. Yeah, she mm. has that tattoo on her she's arm. She's tatted she up. up those sleeves. And she has, she's pretty shady. And yeah. she gives Jughead some advice and tells him how to save FP. Also, an aside, what does FP stand for? Uh, I, I did once know this. It was bugging remember. me the whole episode. Um, well, stay tuned. More on that later. Yeah, yeah well, well next episode. Anyway, we'll so she gives him the advice for free and says, okay, do this, but you owe me Next time, which never bodes well for anything. Right. No. I also want to say, she didn't do a whole lot to deserve a favor. Oh, absolutely. Like, no. He could have probably just Googled it, right? <laughs> like, he could have Googled it and gotten Easily. just as much information. But the, I think that Beanie blocks his brain. He doesn't think Absolutely. Properly. Which I guess is why I should have become a lawyer in life, though. You know, yeah, my honestly, like, yeah. should be a lawyer. And I was like, no, mom and dad. And now I'm like, that's all she does. And like, yeah, if she didn't ask for a favor, she probably would have gotten a shit ton of money for that. Oh, yeah, you could build like, she didn't even read the, She didn't even like read the full case. No. Would like to point out, just real quick, uh-huh. Google search, um, 
I'm just pretty sure because FP um, Jughead's real name is Forsyth Pendleton. Right. So I mm. think FP stands for oh, Forsyth Pendleton. Matthew, you are a Riverdale encyclopedia. That's just me, guys. Uh, Google. It's all, <laughs> all Google. Thank you so much. We are all holding phones right now that we could have Googled something. It's real. Anywho, so Jughead takes his advice and Betty threatens Cheryl. And Cheryl testifies under oath and says that FP basically is innocent. Well, he was threatened by, by Clifford. By Clifford. Mm-hmm. Real. Mm-hmm. Who's dead, so can't yeah, really yeah, deny, yeah, that. deny that. Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a little weird because Betty was like, you could save an you could save a man's life. And then on top of that, this episode really reminded me that Jughead and his dad's relationship has come a long way from the pilot where they mm-hmm. weren't speaking and they weren't living together and Jughead's father was an abusive alcoholic. Uh, abusive, maybe too strong of a word. But um, now Jughead's all like, my father, my father, my father, gotta save my father. And it feels a little heavy for, for yeah. someone who like is just learning to trust their dad and then they find out that he assisted in the murder of one of his classmates. It feels really hard it to does, find. but I think also if you think about the town and all the deaths that are happening right. and he's now in a relationship and I think Jughead's a character that hasn't felt these things before. Right. Maybe he's more vulnerable than he ever was. Yeah. I think maybe he's just fighting for his dad back in general and like I think that so. chance. I think it's rare for him to know love and I think that he's yeah. finding it now and I guess he's terrified to lose it. Yeah. That's yeah. deep. That's but that's really, what well, I think. Things get and we get that moment wish. later too with uh, Veronica and Jughead yeah. Yeah, where Veronica nice. keeps shutting out her dad. Mm-hmm. He's trying so hard to get her back into his life. So hard. And Jughead kind of looks at her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's true and I think that they make excellent foils of each other with their relationship with their fathers in this episode. Because yeah. you kind of get the Daddy eyes. issues. Daddy issues. Episode, it, honestly, it should have been. Daddy issues. It really should have been. Uh, before we leave um, threatening Cheryl, uh, we do have to address my favorite line in the episode when Cheryl looks at Betty and goes, you're a stone-cold bitch, Betty Cooper. I thought she was going to thank her. I really thought Betty was going to go, thank you, and walk away. <laughs> I wish like, Cheryl did. definitely meant that as some kind of compliment. Oh, oh yeah. No, Cheryl, I think she loved it. She loved it. Oh, yeah. I think the Riverdale Twitter tweeted out that moment and said like game recognizes game or something like that something along those lines because Cheryl was smiling the whole time yep. yeah like, also Cheryl's locker was like beautifully red how are you uh did you guys decorate your lockers oh, yeah. to that extent oh mine was, was like, it like a Sharpay Evans locker it was Sharpay like disco ball yes. inside. it was disco mm. ball I had three mirrors I had like magnets I had like those words that you can make and it would be like you are magical like on the inside yeah, all right yeah. can i say something about my high school locker <laughs> yes. i also yeah. want to point out that wasn't just like her locker that was like her gym, her locker. gym right. locker. so i don't know like what your gym locker looks like but it's not that i didn't take um, one. I had one. Oh, lucky you oh my god but my it's so my tap. locker in high school was um i didn't have a locker because my we had like several different hallways like the a hallway the b hallway like mm-hmm. whatever up to like e or something and my hall my hallway was like because my name is Begbie, with a you know beginning the alphabet, there was the the a stretch of lockers down this one hallway that other other than like the special counseling like rooms where like kids would go for extra help and things like that. There were not there was nothing there, so it was like this abandoned hallway away from the entirety of the school. So I like 
would keep things that I would never need in there. So I never had the comfort of like a locker as home. But if and you I did, would you put a red line? Oh in? yeah, it would be it would be like the pink Sharpe Evans locker. Yeah. It would be lit up like Cheryl Blossom's gym locker for sure. So like I just I I always I mean I imagine that's what every high schooler's locker actually looked like. Ryan, what was one. yours? Um, I didn't really use my locker. I had <laughs> a locker, right? but I was um, it's either your home or you never touched it. Yeah, I <laughs> kind of lived in like in it or no? kind of similar to you what you were just saying like are like the performing arts had a whole like wing mm-hmm. so that was like my home turf right mm-hmm. like and there were lockers there oh, yeah, I lived so I just kept my stuff like we called it the choir lobby that's where I <laughs> live and that's where that was my home base I'm not surprised I didn't need to deal with all the kids well it's you funny know. you and I had a very similar high school experience I'm that makes surprised. sense I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I have two more things to say about Cheryl in this episode okay. first of all her new house is named Thistle House <laughs> that makes sense yeah yep. okay Check cool out. And also, can we talk about her mother for a moment? Oh, that's who I'm meaning for Halloween. Oh, Are my you God. really? I love that. Honestly? I think it's brilliant. That's, her name's Penelope, right? Penelope. That, Penelope. That moment when Penelope is just in the turban with the jewel and her face is heavily tea. burned and she's pouring tea. So that's good. goals. What if, <laughs> all right, the scene from the last episode where Cheryl's like threatening her mother. Yep. And then this episode, like, she really broke that woman. Oh, Especially yeah. what we will get to the end, but like she broke that woman. Yeah, she's done. It's nope. fast. Her mother's her slave now. Yeah. We're getting full like mommy dearest Norma yes. Desmond vibes. Oh my god! Wait, have you seen? Um, I've not seen the movie, but it's a German horror movie called Goodnight Mommy. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited to see it. I've been getting really into movies like that lately, and I'm so excited because mm-hmm. the mom looks just like her mm-hmm. in the first episode of the season, or Pe- Penelope looks just like her in the first episode of the season and the mom's like wrapped up in bandages it's a mom that like just got full like face reconstruction yeah, I guess, her right? whole face is done um, and she, she's got like the dark red around her eyes and it's so scary and I'm wondering maybe if this was, like, is an homage to it that it might have been it might have been you've seen, this show... have you seen the Riverdale and It Follows posters no I haven't they're no. the same poster really? so I just watched It Follows which is also a spectacular movie definitely okay. watch it but um it's about, like, an entity, like, a ghost-type entity that follows people, but it only will follow people. Like, it gets passed down to people who the person it's following has sex with. So, like, it's passed down through sex, and it's this girl who falls in love with this guy, and they have sex, in, and, and I think, yeah, in his car. Um, and then uh, she gets, she wakes up, and this ghost is following her, and he's like, it just, like, walks towards her, and if it ever catches her, it kills her, and then moves to the next person. It's, like, very spooky. But the Riverdale Netflix poster is Archie and Grundy having sex in their car, and it's just the car, and then the Riverdale logo. And the It Follows poster is the same exact thing, where it's just the car, and they're having sex in the car, and then it's It Follows in a very similar font. I love so that. So I think that the creators are very aware of these, like, more niche references. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're the very heavy-handed things where, like, Jughead in this episode goes, like, oh, what are you, a dream warrior from Nightmare <laughs> yeah. on Elm Street 3? Like, he, like, really hit that reference hard. But I think they're, like, kind of aware of these other spookier things t- that are not so obvious and not so mainstream that they can maybe hint toward. Maybe I'm just being really hopeful. I think you're right. I've noticed that, too. But... I've noticed these little references to pop culture things right. that, the, that the, the fan base really wouldn't know. But people right. like us know, and I think the adults that are watching it would know. And I love that, personally. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And you notice the little things they base... Um, some of the scenes on, some of the lines Yeah, and on. the casting is, is a, the perfect example. The street all riches are as yeah. Jughead's dad is 
huge because mm-hmm. he was the, the killer from Scream. Exactly. And then Molly Ringwald is Archie's mom and, and Luke Perry. Yeah, there's so like, much there's stuff casting. They're, yeah, they're like trying to bring in very specific people with this casting. Yeah. Um, to really like hit, like without really ever saying it, they're kind of hitting these, these like familiar bells with people who know it. And it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Cheryl's mom was giving me real, like, horror movie vibes, and I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. and it's fair camp. Like, I love the camp of this show. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. Also, Cheryl was just fully not dressed for that whole oh, yeah, no, no. Okay. Cheryl never Red bra, also, lace. Yeah, we, we got um, Archie shirtless again in this episode. Uh, I think he's contractually obligated to be shirtless. Like, <laughs> no, as do I. Even if he's not naked in a scene he's like putting a shirt on at the beginning of the scene for no reason yeah yeah it has to be my question with cheryl though is like are straight guys watching riverdale like who are they Uh, let's take a sexuality (laughs) who's Who's straight in this room just me (laughs) ding 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 and right but you're not looking at cheryl no but you know what if i like are queer queer teens liking the show like because the show is very clear in its essence I, I and I think about that a lot. I would have. I would have. I would have been. I, would have, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but we'd be obsessed with it for like for Archie. Um, but I'm wondering if like I don't know, are queer girls watching the show in the same numbers that like queer guys are? I wonder. Mm. I'm not sure. It's I'm a wondering. Fair question. Yeah. Vote. Let's. But vote. you're right. I'm like. You're, that's tweet a great, us. It's Spirit Day, guys. It's, it's a safe place. It's a safe place. I noticed none of us wearing purple, so. Oh, I guess we happy, do spirit not, day. happy spirit day, guys. <laughs> okay, um. anyway, I want to um, shift the conversation a little yes. bit okay, and bring do. up the best part of this episode, something that I really think is going to shape a lot of the season. We heard it mentioned in season one briefly, but, oh no, episode one of this season we heard it mentioned, but now it was like the pivotal kind of thing of this episode that kind of made everything happen, and that is Jingle Jangle. Yes, Okay. What the fuck is what Jingle the Jangle? Fuck? It looked like they were what? doing... Okay, um, who was stone in the writer's room? Uh, pixie like, sticks. I thought, they were, right. like, I thought they were doing pixie sticks. Okay, first of all, what do we think it is? I think it's a combination of Viagra and Adderall and, like, cocaine. I think it has to be, like, Adderall mixed with because, something. Yes, because, yes, because new hot recast Reggie was like, it'll yeah. keep you up all night in one, more, more ways than, than one. one. Yeah, right, yeah. Or can I get it? Well, I'm also wondering, like, if they're ever going to say what it is. Like, no, I don't think they will. I don't like, think they never so. will. No. no, I think, like, the assumption is a great thing. And also, it brought me back because I remember my, like, 12th birthday party, we had unlimited pixie sticks. Yeah, and we were all, did. like, wasted because we were so sugar high off the pixie sticks. And then, later in the episode, Mage and Moose doing it. <laughs> I was like, wow, this brings me back to my 12th birthday yeah, party. Yeah, Moose and Halsey Moose are <laughs> doing it in that car. And I, like, I was okay, just watching that well, scene and I was like, what are they, it legitimately was a pixie scene. Right, so to yeah. set the scene, Reggie, new recast Hot Reggie, is Hot Reggie. a, now he's the drug dealer of the school, evidently. Surprise. So, um, Midge, Halsey, it's Midge Clump. Midge Clump. Did we ever Full? see Miss Clump? No. No. I was like, what are... We I know. I want more of her, though. But she was full Krista Rodriguez wig <laughs> in Hit List. That's literally like, what I oh thought. Oh, my God. But anyway, Pre-cancer. Midge hits up Reggie, and she's like, hey, we're going to get some Jingle Jangle. And Reggie's like, I know where to get some Jingle Jangle. And he was going to get it. And then later, Archie's like, oh, I'm sad, and I'm depressed as usual. And Reggie's like, I'll get you some Jingle Jangle. So, fast forward, and... Jingle Jangle 
First of all, Reggie shows up in Archie's house as Archie's Archie's kind of having PTSD about the shooting. Yeah, he's, he shows up in a fucking ski mask. And he's yeah. like, dude, it was just a thing. It was just not a big deal. Like, I don't know why you're freaking out. Yeah. You were literally, he was literally shot at and his dad was shot by a dude in Archie a ski can't mask. sleep. He's, he's sleeping in his hallway with a bat. He's not even sleeping. He's just yeah. waiting for someone to come. What the fuck? so dumb. I, I think it points at heterosexuality. Mm, okay. Straight people are just not as smart as us. No, they're not. Yeah. Reggie with his prank. Dumb. Very dumb. dumb. The fact that Archie is not sleeping. And yeah. I'm glad at least that Reggie addressed how dumb it was that he was trying to protect himself with a baseball bat. Yeah. About this gunned mask killer. <laughs> right. Yes. 100%. Like, it was like double the size of him. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Really messed up. Anyway, um, he offers the jingle jangle to Archie. Does he take it? No. No, he doesn't take it. No, we don't... We don't really know, actually. We don't know, but, but I don't... I don't think so. He doesn't do it at all. I think it was maybe planting seeds for a later episode. Right. Um, I'm sure we'll hit that I jingle think it, jangle train I soon. think it is, and I have some theories about the jingle jangle. Ooh. But also, fast forward again to the benefit it pops, and Betty's mother is sitting there looking shady as usual, and she I notices like a couple of drug deals outside. I love how she takes the photos too. It's like quintessential like mom, mom taking an iPhone she's photo. She's holding it up, but like her face is back. <laughs> like she's like trying to like see it. She actually like, definitely opens it on selfie mode and she's like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Front facing cam. Oh no. Not again. Um, yeah. But she notices this and apparently jingle jangles on the rage. Also, oh, notice how about... quickly it shifts from heroin maple syrup dealings to jingle jangle. I wonder if it's maybe not, I mean obviously you don't like chug heroin in a pixie stick, but like I mean, I don't know how you guys do your heroin. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm wondering if they're just going to, like, lean really hard into the, the drug scene in Riverdale this season and, like, really dive deep in that. Okay, or maybe. I was reading go some ahead, theories online that I kind of felt myself. The Love the internet. Love it. Basically, one of the theories that I read today was that the jingle jangle is the drug that's going to go awry and make everybody a zombie. Oh, right, God. right. It could happen. It could be. You know, it could. It's, it's out there, but never say never. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say if we had to like guess the odds of seeing the zombie thing actually happen, I'm gonna say probably like low, low odds. I like, think so. I think so. so. Um, I think if Riverdale is one of those shows that gets like eight seasons. Who knows? But like, I think so. it's gonna be a Gossip Girl. It's yeah, gonna it's gonna be a Gossip Girl, and they're gonna spiral out, and you know. So maybe towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Listen, right. guys, we promised to do all of season two. I can't promise season three, four, five, six. I can't do this podcast over 30. Whoa. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we'll probably, <laughs> we'll probably oh still be here. Well, we'll, it might be dead. Too much jingle jangle. Anyway, so the jingle jangle takes a turn. Right. And we get to the end of the episode. Well, first of all, we get to the... The we need to pops. backtrack. We okay. need to yeah. backtrack because I, I'm sorry. I thought your whole build-up to like the most important pivotal moment of the entire season and the entire series. I'm ready for this. Was the benefit it pops where for some yes. fucking reason Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> minus um, Val with Cheryl sang <laughs> milkshake on the roof just, of Can we reenact it for a moment? It's a lot of it's, it was like this breathy baby version of milkshake. But can I say, that's what saves the diner. It, well, that I would also like to point out, so milkshake is a song about a hand job. 
And they were singing this song about a handjob on the roof of a crime scene. You know what it reminded me of? The Jingle Bell Roxy and Mean Girls. Yes. yes. Like, I'm that. surprised that, like, uh, Betty's mom wasn't outside, like, holding up her phone, snapping <laughs> pictures of that from, from outside. Like, it was, I watched, so, all right, they released the entire song on YouTube yeah. the day before the episode. And I watched that, and I was like, wow, this is really weird. Um, <laughs> it's but so because, but it, at the t- like, I don't know if you caught it but they they released the song and it's like all of the kids like happy and smiling and dancing and like Archie's holding Veronica and Betty and Jughead are holding each other and it's like cute Uh but then in the actual episode like they show three seconds of them singing this uncomfortable version of milkshake and then it cuts back to the diner and then you just kind of hear it in the background and I'm like oh I see they realized this was a bad idea like a man was shot here where you're singing this song about a hand job. Like, I don't fully understand the artistic decision behind it. I understand, like, milkshakes, pops, all that good stuff. But I was, like, watching it like, this is so strange. Well, it had to be a cover because Cheryl, right. Cheryl right. needed it to be a Cheryl cover. Cheryl needed the word. But why go to Keyless? <laughs> why go to Keyless's milkshake? There are like, so many My covers. roommates and I were having a conversation the other night. And my one roommate was like, oh, did you know that... Milkshake is a song about a handjob, and then she read through the lyrics, and I was like, that makes so much sense. To be fair, a lot of songs about the food at Pops are sexual. Candy Shop, Milkshake. Candy Shop would have been fun, though. Um, Lollipop. There's a lot. Right. You know? Right. I get what? it. I guess, <laughs> yeah, has there ever been a, a Lollipop? Has there ever been? Lollipop, Lollipop. Oh, I always thought it was sexual. <laughs> no, but what does that mean? What? Really? <laughs> you know, it's wait, it also works. Are there ever been food that aren't sexual? <laughs> wait, how does Lollipop... Continue. Well, my diner size serves lollipops in a jar. But how how is that? So- I guess it's cutesy soda shop. Do you like it? It's fun. <laughs> but yeah, I want to know how it's sexual. I mean, I don't know. I always find it sexual. <laughs> it was like a song. I'm imagining because you as like a child being like, "This song's <laughs> filthy." <laughs> Well, maybe this candy shop's like, "I let you lick the lollipop." So whenever yeah, I, oh, I hear, so whenever so I hear lollipop, before right. you yes, heard yes, lollipop. Yes. You were ruined from the start. I was ruined. Anyway, yeah. you That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Interesting. I wonder if there are any songs about food that wouldn't be overtly sexual. There's one called, um... A Pizza Hut, a Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza Hut, a Pizza Hut. Imagine a pizza this Josie Cat singing a sexy version of that. <laughs> I pizza, live for that. A Pizza Hut. <laughs> Writers, if you're listening, we're waiting for it. Please. Wait, please send we're me waiting. a check. Thank you so much. Anyway, Pops gets saved. Fine. But. By. By. The Lodges. Well. So. The lodges. So Veronica goes up to her parents and kind of makes a truce. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's be open. Like, I'm sorry I ever accused you, daddy, daddy. of going behind my back, etc. And then we see Hermione and Hiram in the booth. And their shady, conniving little deals come out. And we learn that, well, Hiram told Veronica that he was going to make it a little donation just to help the diner go forward. Right. And then we learn, and behind Veronica's back, he actually bought the diner. Bought the diner. And he asked Pop to still manage it and not say anything. Right. He bought it silence. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a great deal for Pop. I, I mean, so I think too. it makes yeah. a lot of sense. They probably won't be making money off that deal. That said, no. it was definitely like, I think the the way they acted was very strange. Like they were like, oh, oh, oh we did it. When in actuality, right. like, I feel like maybe they could have said to Veronica, hey, we want to buy it, and then we 
want to like keep it open. Yeah, like, we'll let this guy about, run I get having pride about doing things yourself, but like if you right. have a rich daddy, just like let him help sometimes. It's weirder the way it happened. It is like, weirder. But then like yeah. sitting there and kind of conniving. What I think that you, they made like the writers made the viewer want us to think that they're doing something shady with the diner. Yeah. Like maybe that's the new front for this drug thing. Ooh. I think I think they're involved with the drugs. I don't. I think that's the obvious choice. Yeah. But I think Hiram's involved with something. That. I was thinking about that a lot. Like, what the hell does Hi- did Hiram actually do? Like, right. was it embezzled? Mm-hmm. Like, he embezzled, He embezzled, right? yeah. yes. But, and he took other people's money. Yeah. So, I'm... So now him investing in, like, new projects in the Riverdale is right. because of that. Right, right, right. I'm not fully understanding... I mean, all right. I think the... I guess the Ethel thing really drove that home then. Because Ethel's father was ruined financially and trying to kill himself. But I'm wondering think if... Think about Bernie Madoff. Yeah, That's right. like Hiram Lodge. He, That's but what he I did think. it in like, but yeah. hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but also his mom's yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, daddy. He's um, sexy. I'm sorry. Also, have you caught on the fact that the entire cast of Riverdale calls themselves daddy? <laughs> they all call themselves daddy. <laughs> You're because right. KJ Apa was called daddy by so many fans that I think they just like thought it was hilarious. So they all, they're just like, oh my, that's so daddy. That's so daddy. And they call each other daddy. <laughs> oh. Like Lily Reinhardt is called daddy. All the time on the show. Like, well, not on the show, obviously. Imagine Betty. Betty is daddy. But, oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, a little God. weird. Like, I'm like, and like, all the teens are just like, mm, daddy. I'm like, this is so much. I can't. I mean, everyone's this. hot, so. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Not wrong. Anyway, so the episode, a lot happens. And then we get to the final two minutes. Mm-hmm. Final two. Before before we get there, I do just have to throw out yes. how um, we lost uh, Smithers. This oh week. wait! Yeah, I knew he was your wait. fave. Okay, so Smithers <laughs> is the Dorota of this series. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Well, kind of. I mean, yes in status, but like Smithers was just kind of like around. Right. That said, Smithers was like a respectable, hardworking. He's like an old school butler. Like on the Real Housewives of Butlers, I like wish he would they be kept Smithers around so he could be like gossipy like if smithers were gossipy that would be great but what's interesting yeah. about that is the minute Hiram moves back in he fires the butler and probably buys the silence again yeah smithers is team like mm-hmm. moral compass yeah but so. we saw when smithers when veronica first came downstairs and he said use a side door well yep. she also asked smithers last season like is my father a good man and he's like i'd rather not say which is Obviously being like, really, no, and I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Hiram's kind of reclaiming his territory. Yeah. The new doorman, Andre, though, is very cute. Yeah, he's I, I, yeah. Very first, I was like, oh, they're going to do it. And then I realized that Veronica is with Archie. So he'll do someone, but Speaking not of Archie, another thing before we get to the end. The school is informed of Grundy's death. <gasps> oh, yeah. The principal yeah. comes in. Which, first of all, is that how you address a murder? That's, like, not how you address That's not how I would address a murder. But also, like, Archie freaks out because... Hey, your former lover who pretty much statutory raped you is probably killed with the cello bow that you bought her. Yeah. Messed up. And That's your dad us. was almost just killed. Yeah, your dad like was when he leaves the killed. class and everyone's like, Archie, where are you like why would you leave? Of course it's like you're leaving. Yeah. I think it's a little weird that everyone's looking at Archie being like, These things are connected and they're like, No, they're not. Yeah, they like I would, if it was me, I would feel the same exact way. And maybe yeah. I'm a narcissist And also, you being a writer and, you, and us right? being TV consumers, we know that the person that's the crazy one and has the crazy theory is always the right one. Right. But so. I mean, like, it's just so obviously 
it's like obviously you'd feel like they're connected like yes. your dad and then a few days later like the woman you were you were like lovers with like are killed and she happens to have a crazy ex-husband like but again it's right? people of authority saying that that's not right so right. this could be a right. grand plan this is a case for Jonathan Groff <laughs> Mindhunter. <laughs> Season two. Season Riverdale. two. <laughs> That's so a two. crossover that I could get behind. I want to do a Mindhunter podcast where I just complain about all of the opportunities they had to make Jonathan Groff gay and failed to do it. But it's a true story. Make him gay. I don't care. <laughs> make America gay, gay again. <laughs> what's the, yeah, make America gay again, guys. What's the, what's the uh, Kathy Griffin moment where she's like, gay it up. Gay it up. Gayer. Gay it up. Gayer. Gay up. <laughs> That's me yelling at Mindhunter the entire time. Also, now with Riverdale, like with with yes. the, with the murder of Moose. Okay, so the, the final ends, two it's minutes. Less gay. It's a it's a less gay show. Okay, but also, so the final two minutes, we see Midge and Moose in a car in a street that's pretty empty, and they. I thought it was by Sweetwater River. Yeah, oh, was I it? thought. Oh, where I think it's where the car was found. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. probably eating my eggs again. I didn't realize that. But they do their... It's watching in the morning. So they do their jingle jangle, which is literally huffing a pixie stick. Yeah. And then they start making out. Also, may I point out that Moose is bisexual. He had a thing with Kevin Keller in the first season. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, he's hooking up with Midge, who's pretty much androgynous. Like, right. Interesting. Well, so, when did we, we see Midge before? What? When I don't we, we have we heard about we, her. We, oh, that makes when, sense. Um, when Barb from Stranger Things played a guest spot, like they spoke about Midge. Midge. Yeah. Okay, because sense. here's the thing. Midge, I, I remember being like, who is this person? And they like say... She's in the comics, though. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Um, but then we get like that bl- that brief shining star of Midge for a hot, hot second. Yeah. Um, where I was like, yay, queer people. No. No. Um, so... It's, yeah, it's very um, Zodiac Killer, and all of a sudden, they're shot up by the guy with the green eyes. And now I'm wondering, because that makes it less connected Exactly. To so, the, the death so far, Fred Andrews. Well, he's not dead, but yes. Well, well he was attempted to be shot. Yeah. Although, was, let's point out, though, was it even supposed to be I Fred? think it was supposed to be Archie. You think so? I think so. That said, what? what we see is him holding the gun at Archie, and Archie, like, jumping in front of Fred to save Fred. Right. So, and then, like, it cuts... And we always hear the gunshot. So, so if, we assume it's Fred. Right, right. So if, you know, if Fred was the first, if, if Archie was the first attempted victim and then they got Fred instead and he failed the first attempt, Miss Grindy makes sense in the second one right, if it's the 100%. husband. But Mitch and Moose don't make sense. Why would they die? Why would they be targeted? The only other reason, and this is weird because I hadn't really, I like, it crossed my mind and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's right was that Moose was one of the two people that found uh, Jason's body. Sure. And I'm like, if this is somehow connected to Jason Blossom and the drug dealio, um, then maybe there's some connection. And, like, that blurs the Grundy thing a little bit because then, it, you know, there's that, that weirdness. But, like, Archie was kind of involved with, the, with solving Jason's murder and then Moose found the body. But, like, I don't fully know. Right. I mean, you're right. This kind of... It thwarts our theory a little bit because yeah. Mitch and Moose are, they're not major players in this gang of characters, but yeah. they're in it enough to make this meaningful, mm-hmm. but there's really no motivation behind Grundy's husband aside from finding the body, but that's irrelevant now. Yeah, So absolutely. it's kind of like, why kill them? It could be to just spark fear in the town could and in be. the school. 
it could like make them think like, okay, this is someone that just. Well, Betty calls care. it a terrorist attack at one point. She calls Fred Andrews shooting a terrorist. She's like, we won't like yeah. we can't be dissuaded by terrorists, which I thought was bold. topical. Bold. Yeah. Very. I was like, hmm, interesting choice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But okay, if it's my, if the green-eyed man is not Miss Grundy's husband, who else could it be, and why? left to be found out. Yeah. We do know who's trying to protect himself from Green Eyed Man. Uh, at the end of the episode, we also should just point out Archie acquired a gun. Uh, and if I learned anything from Chekhov, it's that there's a gun on stage. Someone's going to make a mistake. Also, Dilton Doily, why the fuck do you have a gun? <laughs> I would like to point out that that was a very strong case for gun control at the very end. Yes! It was like... Ah, I see. One she's team signing like another team to gun. He's a prepubescent, like, boy scout, Dilton. Yeah, but they practice shooting. I know, I know, but it's like... Real. You have access to just give... I don't know. I was thrown off by that. Yeah. But you're right. It's Chekhov's gun. So... I don't know. I actually thought, like, as seeing Archie spiral down, like, this just... It opens up so many doors. Yeah. Is he going to try to hurt himself? Uh, I can clearly see into the future an episode that ends with the door opening and Archie with the gun. Like shooting And then, person. right, you have to wait until next week to find out oh, it's who definitely shot. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you're um, right. It's Chekhov's gun. If there's... I would give anyone in that town a gun over Archie. Oh, same. 100%. Yep. Yeah. I would look at his guns, but maybe I don't want to give Maybe not Dark Betty, considering... Yeah, maybe not her. Anyway. But honestly, Kevin Keller would be the most trusted with a gun. <sighs> don't get me started. Anyway. <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. But well, I guess we'll see. And did anyone watch the preview for next week? Not yet. No. I didn't either, actually. <laughs> but I do know. <laughs> but I do know that next week a new character is going to be introduced. And her name is Tony Topaz. Yes. And she is a hot little vixen who's in the serpents. Or like a I'm daughter. excited. And she's going to be a potential threat to, to Bughead. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, I saw someone asked, um, um, someone asked KJ Appa, they said, oh, I'd be, I'm going to be really disappointed if Tony Topaz isn't a new love interest for Cheryl. I read that too. And he was like, you're going to be disappointed. Oh. So, that's fine. I can Whatever. see Cheryl being with a girl though. Yeah. 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 Bisexual Cheryl Blossom 2K17. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it, you guys. Let's do it. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Um, where can we follow you? You can follow me on my Twitter at, at Matthew K. Begby. And uh, that's pretty much it. Do that. Do that. And you do have a podcast one. of your own? I do. I do have a podcast of my own. And I believe you two are going to be on it very soon. Yes. Uh, it's called Hot Goss. It's a Gossip Girl recap podcast that you should definitely listen to if you like Riverdale. Because it's the same thing. Yep. Ten years ago. <laughs> And there's less murder. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Anyway, follow us, tweet us. I'm at Ryan Bloomquist. At Sam Gold with two Ds, like my bra size, not really. <laughs> you can tweet us at Riverdish. Email us, riverdishpod at gmail.com. We want to hear your theories. Yeah, let us know your theories and go easy on the jingle jangle this weekend. Riverdale.